Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Sunday, the NFL on CBS is at Lambeau Field with the Packers hosting the Raiders plus a key AFC South clash between Houston and Indianapolis. It all begins with JB and the guys getting you ready for all of the action on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. It's time to hook up with our buddy Jeremy Kahn. He does afternoons on the great fan in Baltimore as the Ravens are going out to Seattle for a huge game against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. How you been, Jeremy? Good, man. What's going on? So um, I was talking earlier about uh, the accolades that Pete Carroll has been uh, throwing around for Lamar Jackson, and you've watched him play every game. You've seen what he's done. Uh, you hear that you know he doesn't want to run all the time, and you've heard they're worried about him running all the time, and and you've heard people say he can't throw the ball. I mean, what's the real deal on him? Because I I love watching him play. I don't care what anyone thinks. Yeah, man. When uh, when the Ravens drafted him, I I wasn't happy. I thought they could have gotten some other players and bettered themselves for that season. And you know, when you started watching him last year, he was winning games. He was running a ton, and the throws sometimes you see the bounce passes or be late. And you're like, man, what is this? They're going to run this single wing the entire time of his career. But, I mean, he put in a ton of work in the offseason, and I give him credit. He worked out with his receivers, and uh, it's paid off, and, and you can see it. Now, he still does struggle on those those deep outs and you know some of the stuff outside the hashes, but that'll slowly get better over time, I believe. And, and right now, you know, I, I think sky's the limit for him. He's a very likable kid. So, uh, Jeremy Kahn with us from Baltimore. Uh, do you like their chances in this game against Russell Wilson – Frankly, the way that guy's been playing, uh, everybody's talking about Lamar Jackson, and I think Wilson's, uh, so far to me, has been the MVP of the league. Yeah, I think Wilson's going to pick him apart, man. I just, you know, watching this defense, and we we had questioned it for a while because we're so used to and probably a little spoiled in Baltimore with having great defenses that you come into the season and you just don't have a pass rush. And we kept wondering, was it the cornerbacks? You know, once uh, they've had three other uh, starting, you know, guys in the secondary go out and – now, you know, you, they, they were saying it's one of the deepest groups in the entire league, the Ravens secondary, and we're watching guys come in like, man, they're getting picked apart, but there's no pass rush whatsoever. And Cincinnati has been just dreadful at stopping, you know, at, at stopping people from getting to the quarterback, and this past week the Ravens only got to him twice. So um, I just don't see how they're going to be able to do anything against him, whether they run man or zone. I think Russell's going to pick them apart. So, uh, Jeremy Kahn with us. Uh, they're uh, in the lead in the division. H- how do they feel about uh, how things have gone uh, up until this point of the season, being 4-2 and two and 
and having, frankly, you know, Cleveland, everybody had going to the Super Bowl, and they're going to hell instead. Uh, and the Steelers uh, had a nightmare start to their season. I mean, the Ravens have to uh, basically be, you know, very happy with where they are. Yeah, I mean, they should be. They're, you know, they made the move. They trade for Marcus Peters, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But, you know, they're, they're trying to better themselves on that side of the ball. They need to get healthy as well. Uh, I expect Jimmy Smith to come back after the bye week when they face the Patriots. And, you know, you start looking on the offensive end, um, Hollywood Brown missed another uh, day of practice, and he's questionable for this week. And, you know, he's, he's kind of a difference maker, the one guy that can really stretch the field for him. So I, I just think they have to be happy where they're at with the lead that they have. And Cleveland's kind of – they're all banged up trying to figure out their offensive line woes. And, and on the flip side, we were seeing what's happened with the Steelers. You know, they're down to, they were down to the third-string quarterback. Now Mason Rudolph should be back after the bye week. But – they have an excellent shot of winning this division. The big question is how far could they go in the playoffs if they do. So uh, how has Earl Thomas done with them? You know, people have been really critical of him, and I think some of it's been unfair. He had some comments um, on the big Nick Chubb touchdown run. It looked like he had an angle and maybe could have got him, possibly not, who knows, but instead of chasing him down, he just pulled up and walked off the field. And after the game, he told the fans, or you know, he told one of the reporters that, um, you know, he pulled a hamstring once trying to chase down DeAndre Hopkins, and he wasn't going to do it again. So that didn't sit well with people in Baltimore. Um, you know, it's just let's see some effort. But I think they've been too critical of him. He's actually played better, and I think Pro Football Focus is showing that when you look at some of his grades over the past few games. But he had a real difficult time when he first got here of just picking up this defense because it's not the same, you know, zone defense that Seattle was running all those years. So Jeremy Kahn does afternoons on a fan in Baltimore with us on a bench talking about the Ravens headed to Seattle. Uh, what did you think about the Marcus Peters deal at the end of the day? I mean, they they didn't give up much. Uh, you know, last time we were on, we were talking about Kari Vedvik. So they give up the fifth round pick they they got for him, um, and and then they give up Kenny uh, Kenny Young, who couldn't get on the field even with all their linebackers hurt. So to me, it seemed like a salary dump from the Rams. But you know. It, Going back to what Pro Football Focus says, like Marcus Peters didn't grade out well at all last year, and some of the fans get so hyped up because they look back at the first two years and see all the interceptions. I don't think he's a terrible corner. I don't think he's the great guy he once was. I think he's better than what they have now. So we'll have to see how it looks and how much, how many snaps he gets on the field on Sunday. But um, I don't think they gave up much to get him. And I mean, you're kind of kicking the tires on him to see what he has left uh, so- for this one year. So does uh, Ingram, I think, has been good for him. Uh, and yeah. why don't they pound him more? He's got seven touchdowns. I don't – you know, I, I question that too. They, they like Gus Edwards because he's more of the downhill runner. And then they drafted Justice Hill, who's kind of the change of pace guy. Maybe they're just trying to, you know, save him for down the stretch and not give him too much work. But, uh, you know, I agree with you. I, I, I said Mark Ingram would be the perfect fit for this offense, and he looks like it. But – uh, you know, they haven't been, you know, giving them the ball 25 times a game. Uh, Edwards and Hill don't produce. Yeah, I, well, you're preaching the choir here. I mean, I, I don't dislike Edwards, but I just think Mark Ingram's a difference maker. They really like Justice Hill in the preseason with his speed and ability, but we haven't seen him break one yet. What did you think when you saw uh, the Browns and, and Steelers and Bengals uh, all having their problems? I mean, I was a, a little bit shocked. Uh, I, I, you know, we talked about this earlier in the year. I, I wasn't as bullish on the Browns as everybody else was. I thought they'd be good, but not like this twelve and four team. It, that's to me, it seemed like too big of a leap for them to make. I, I, I mean, I'm really surprised at how poorly Baker Mayfield's playing. 
mean, the Steelers have had a ton of injuries. If Big Ben was healthy, I, I think they'd be, you know, they have a better record. And I mean, realistically, when you look at it, outside of that Marlon Humphrey punch out with uh, the Steelers on Juju, the Ravens could be looking at three and three as well. I mean, they've been fortunate in a few of their games, and their schedule gets really tough with Seattle, the Patriots. You know, they've got to go west. They've got the 49ers coming. So, um, and they've been the surprise of the NFL. So, it, it's going to be interesting in the AFC North. It's probably the weakest division along with the NFC East in football, but. Um, somebody's got to win it. If they pull this off, it'll be three in a row, this this game in Seattle, because they beat Pittsburgh, they beat Cincinnati, they go to Seattle, then they have a bye, and then come back and play the Pats at home in the Charm City. What do you think of uh, their, you know, schedule after the bye, starting with the Pats, and then you have, you know, some tough ones. Rams on the road, San Francisco at home, Buffalo on the road. Their defense is no joke. And then uh, you still have to play um, Cleveland again yeah. and, and Pittsburgh. Well, so, I, you know, the, the Ravens have been historically great after the bye week. You give them two weeks to get ready for a team, they've done a fantastic job. The one caveat to that this season is you're facing, uh, you know, one of the best teams in the NFL, depending on who you like. But, you know, the Patriots, are, uh, the Ravens have always played them tough for whatever reason. So I, I, I do like them in that game coming up. I, I, I don't like them this weekend, but. I think they'll be fine with their divisional games. Uh, the, the big question is how do they do? To me, I'm looking more at the, the Buffalo game and that San Francisco game where at the beginning of the year you're looking at some of your home games going, I think they have a really good shot. And then, you know, some of the weaker teams that they play on the road, and it turns out that some of these teams we thought wouldn't be very good are actually pretty darn good. I mean, watching the, uh, these two quarterbacks this weekend, I think it's uh, delicious. I mean, I think uh, Wilson's incredible, and Lamar's so much fun to watch. I mean, that game's going to be insane. I, any way you slice it to me, I think the Ravens have a shot with that quarterback of theirs. I think they're in every game they play with that guy. He's just so exciting. Anything's possible every single Sunday. Yeah, man, he looks like the Konami cheat code. I mean, he's out there. He's stopping on a dime and you're watching people run right by him. And it does. It looks like everybody else is moving in slow motion. So he's easy to root for, too. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun watching this offense. But you hope, you know, and we always say it with running quarterbacks and guys that are moving around, they're always worried about them getting hurt. And sometimes it's not even running. I and mean, we saw what happened with Pat Mahomes tonight, which is terrible. I can't even believe the egg they laid against Cleveland going back to that uh, yeah. game in late September. Seriously, I, I can't even believe that game. Well, you know, the other thing with that game is they were missing Brandon Williams, who's the big plug in the middle, and Nick Chubb and the running game got going, and they just fell behind and couldn't catch up. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of surprising things there. I, I'd never expected them to lay that egg against Cleveland, especially when you look at the way Cleveland's been playing. But, again, no pass rush. And if the Ravens – the Ravens got to make another trade to get something in here to help them along that front. So, uh, Jeremy Kahn with us. When you saw – I don't know if you saw Mahomes get injured tonight. Mm -hmm. How do you think that uh, changes the AFC picture if that knee scope and everything and MRI comes back and he's got – because I'm hearing he dislocated his kneecap. Yeah. uh, Which is not – frankly, it's not the same thing. I broke my kneecap uh, playing basketball, the patella – the. Uh, tibia plateau is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so uh, if, let's say it comes back, he's got more damage than that. We don't know yet, but let's say, hypothetically, what do you think of the situation in the AFC that those doors that open now, if that guy's out? Because, you know, I think Kansas City, without that guy, I'm not giving them anything. Yeah, I'm not, especially with that defense. It looks horrendous. Right. Tonight they look good. Denver's making them look like the damn 85 Bears. Um, but, you know, I, who's good? I mean, I, I bring this up on my show all the time. We're talking about the AFC. It's like, you, you know the Patriots. 
something called question who they played. But, I mean, they've done this for so many years now. We know they're good. and They're well coached. They've got good players. But outside of that, like, realistically, who scares you in the AFC? Uh, you know, Houston looks good. I think their defense is suspect. I think they're in trouble in Indy this week. Do you buy into Indy? You know, uh, the AFC North, we just talked about it being one of the worst divisions in football. And, and you know, out west, everybody thought Kansas City would be the team. And could, could it be the Chargers? They just laid an egg this past week. So, I, I mean, I don't know that anybody's any good at the AFC outside of the Patriots. I think the uh, uh, Texans and the Bills are good. Yeah, I mean, are the, Bills, the Bills are always one of those teams where you, you want to see them do it before you actually, you know, it's it's hard to believe with what they have there. They do have a good defense. I just, I worry about the offense when they get into the postseason, and I don't know how much I trust Josh Allen, even though Bills fans don't want to hear that. Well, you're going to play him, so I guess we'll find out. Yeah, but, I mean, I, you know, again, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting, though, and, you know, watching this Ravens team, I know um, – you know, I know down the stretch uh, when we get to these divisional games, I think this race will get tighter because the Ravens do have a bunch of tough games um, with the, you know outside of the division. So I think the divisional games are going to be huge. I think they uh, will win the division, but I don't. They're not winning in Foxborough, and I you know they better play at home against the Texans because I think they'll lose to them too. Yeah, I mean, well, they could. I, nothing, nothing shocks me at this league anymore, man. It's it's so crazy, and the way the flags are being thrown and. Uh, turnovers. I, mean, I don't know what pass interference is anymore. And, um, yeah, they, they just got to figure some things out. All right, Jeremy, great stuff tonight. Uh, enjoy the game this weekend with the Ravens and Seahawks in Seattle. Thanks for coming on the bench as always, brother. You too, man. Thanks. All right, there he is. Jeremy Kahn does Afternoons on the Fan in Baltimore, 855-212-4CBS. Kansas City just won that game 30-6 to over the lowly Denver Broncos. The big story, Mahomes injured his knee. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4227 is the number to get on the bench. Uh, Roger Goodell confirms talks on a 17-game schedule. They won an 18-game season. And they may have to settle for 17. He confirmed today that talks between the NFL and Players Association have occurred regarding an expansion of the regular season from 16 to 17. And uh, Goodell is justifying the expanded regular season by pointing to steps over the past decade to make the game safer. He said, we've had very fruitful discussions on it, discussing the positives and negatives and the changes to the game that we've made over the last 10 years. And I think they're really important as it relates to the safety of the game and how we're preparing and practicing and training our players. I think those changes have made a significant impact on a positive way, and it's something that we'll continue to discuss. They talked about 18 games in July, and they had broached the concept of 18 games with a limit of 16 games per player. And then Packers CEO Mark Murphy advocated for 17 games as a compromise with the preseason dropping to either three or two games. A seventh regular season game gives the NFL a whopping 16 games that will be played in London and other non-NFL cities, with every team having eight true home games, eight true road games, and one neutral site game. And they said they'd continue to start the weekend after Labor Day, which means that 17 games would push the completion of the season one week deeper into February which in turn would make for awkward scheduling for future Super Bowls with firm dates uh, for the game and activities in the week preceding it if the change comes before the 2023 season. The next five Super Bowl dates have uh, firm dates scheduled already. But uh, the NFL will take the extra week of regular season games as soon as it can. 
and probably already has contingency plans in place for Super Bowl 54 and beyond in the event that uh, money uh, ends up being the factor, as usual, that a 17-game uh, season brings into their coffers. What do you think, Carver High, 17 games in the NFL? I mean, we'd all love it, right? More football. Right, more football, so 17. But you know who's not going to love it. The players. The players. They want no part of this. This has been going on for, what, 10, 15 years now? Right. Adding games. But they, the players, these are the same idiots that signed the bad CBA that they complain about. Well, we're not going to do that this time. Yeah, you sure. Know, we're not going to do that this time. When do they ever win uh, that negotiation? Seriously. It seems to me that. You want to get them, you want to try to find a way to get them to take that 17th game? They all hate that franchise tag, right? They can't stand that. Get rid of that. Take that off the table. You gotta. You have to give them something if you get. If you want them to take play more games, right? So you want them to play seventeen. You got to find something that really bothers. So what about them. getting rid of the all those preseason games? Well, I think that that would be what they would knock one of the four off right there, right? Wouldn't it be seventeen and then go to three? I guess. You know, it's are they, those are the worst uh, things in sports. They're all awful. But is that also going to change anything? Because None of those guys play in preseason anymore. That used to be something years ago, but now half these teams are keeping out their top guys for the whole preseason. So I don't think taking one of those away is really going to make them think, okay, yeah, I'll play another regular season game where I'm actually in there getting beat up for, you know, 60 minutes. So uh, UCLA is killing Stanford tonight. Stanford started a third-string quarterback. He just completed a pass, and then the guy with the ball fumbled. They've literally had two fumbles in the last two times they've snapped the ball. So they got the ball, they threw it, first down, guy catches the ball, starts running, gets stripped, fumble. UCLA gives him the ball back, they uh, hand off to the running back, he fumbles. I mean, Stanford is absolutely puking tonight. It's like, uh, they look they look as bad as the Broncos. 30-6 to six was the final of the uh, game with Kansas City in Denver tonight. I hit that both ways. Uh, Chiefs to win on the money line and minus the three, so the double cover there, thank God. Louisiana beat Arkansas State 37-20 to 20. Uh, at Arkansas State. They beat their ass. And then uh, UCLA, as I said, up 27-10 to 10, late in the third in total control of this game. That's amazing to me that uh, a 1-5 in five team comes in and pushes you around like that. I mean, absolutely, in your building, pushes you around like you're not even there. They're 3-3, three and three, but they lost their quarterback, so they have no one. They're playing some kid. He's terrible. He's a hack. Yeah, Chip Kelly's going to get another win in the Pac-12 here. He, of course, had the win, the comeback against Washington State a couple weeks ago. He'll be 500 in the Pac-12. They lost a tough game 12. at Arizona. The Arizona game was a tough loss for them on the late field goal. So in Pac-12 play, they have not been awful, right? I mean, Seven, Chip's got a little bit better now. in Pac-12. Well, it that's did. done. I mean, you, I mean, you might as well just – you talk about completely shutting down and just quitting – uh, after it got to, you know, they didn't get, they got it to 6-3 after the judge strikeout uh, when he had LeMahieu on first there. It's just been shutdown time here. You want to see a waste? And uh, another error, this one on Torres. It was horrible. That well, should LeMahieu, have been an easy LeMahieu play. had one earlier in the inning, who's been yeah. their best fielder all year, but he's got two errors tonight, LeMahieu. He looked like he had a frying pan at first. Torres had one there. A couple times. But this is as shut down as it gets. They're going out uh, limping. They won't even try tomorrow night. You can forget that. Yeah. Oh, they're tomorrow done. Night, they're not, they got no shot tomorrow night. Now, now so like and I'm right about before when I said against Verlander, they're dead. Well, they're dead tomorrow. Yeah, I was talking about tonight. 
I they I thought they'd have some life. Oh, so before when I said I, I don't like their chances tomorrow either. Well, I said two they're gonna, two. They're I gonna, would have been. I would have thought they're gonna lose it. both these games. Well, it, now they're gonna lose both these games. Yeah, but uh, before I was more focused on tonight. Uh, you get to tomorrow when you get there. But now that they've quit tonight, they've thrown tonight in the can. Forget about tomorrow. I don't even care. And how about they're not even done scoring the Astros. They're in the uh, eighth inning with runners on first and second. Nobody out. They've already played it another run. They're up seven. And this is a loser year now here for the Yankees. There's no uh, silver linings or things to be happy about. Pat's on the back. This is a bad year. A bad year for them. It's a disaster. you got to win the World Series. That's what you're here to do. It's a disaster. This is, a you know, just an awful effort by them here. And then their worst nightmares, the Astros. They keep doing it to them. Astros are better than them. It's just that simple. The Astros are better than them. I, yeah, I think that's uh, painfully obvious now. And not only that, they're just scoring runs in droves, right? Wasn't the first, what was the game one? What, they beat them in game one, seven zip? The Yankees beat them seven zip. In and, then, and then what was it, four one? Uh, well, no, the extra inning game was th- oh, three uh, two. two. And then what? Uh, the cold game and then four was, one, yeah, four to one. And now this will be seven, eight, nine, something. There, yeah, you who know, knows what this game will be. This game's done. I mean, it's unbelievable because they're just lighting it up, home runs, everything, driving in runs, lacing doubles into the corner. They're doing everything right. There's another drive to the gap. Judge makes the play though, but it doesn't matter. Oh, they doubled him up. Oh, how do they call that safe? Because Didi dropped it. Oh, he dropped the ball? He would have been out. He would have been out. But Didi dropped it. They're doing everything wrong. I mean, they are dropping balls. They're uh, committing errors. Can you imagine being in the Bronx right now and paying all that money to watch this? I'd have been across the street at Stan's having a beer by now. Oh, you would have already left and been hammering beers and shots over at Stan's. Especially since they shut the beers down here already in this game, being in the eighth inning. Oh, yeah. You can't even get a beer. And then uh, imagine you can hear a pin drop at that place. As you should. This As, is a total loser effort by them. And then the rest of them, uh, what do they do, throw bottles on the field at players? Yeah. Why not, yeah. Nice Great. job the other night doing that. Yeah, nice performance by the, the uh, total loser, bleacher creatures. Total loser year for them. Absolute zero year to lose this series. It really is unbelievable. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. A huge week of football uh, really started uh, last night, and then tonight you got uh, Kansas City with an easy win over Denver and plenty of college action tonight tomorrow more of the same saturday uh college just massive action sunday pain day got it all monday night football you got to get on pharrell on the bench.com what are you waiting for i hit the chiefs tonight to win and laid the three the double cover you get everything baseball playoffs hockey boxing mma basketball starts next week nba wise PharrellOnTheBench.com rules every play every day. Big changes coming to the site in November. It's going to be even better for you, better choices, and everything. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Sign up today. Everybody's doing it. They just won't admit it. Hide the money from your wife. So um, 27-10 to UCLA leads Stanford early in the fourth quarter. And I got to tell you, tonight, you know, I was really looking forward to uh, coming in tonight and doing, you know, you had the ALCS game four, you had UCLA-Stanford, and you had the Chiefs-Broncos. And, you know, I got to give Houston credit. 
They are kicking the Yankees' ass. That's all there is to it. There's nothing else to say. They're better. They're flat out better. And they it is just obvious how much better they are. And I, just the disappointment for me is that all I think all the games have sucked. I think this game sucks. I think the Chiefs game was terrible. And I think the UCLA game's even worse. I mean, they're all bad. The Louisiana game was a blowout, too. Like, at, they weren't, none of the games were good. Am I making this stuff up? They were just, it was just so awful. One thing after the next. I was like turning the channels, uh, whatever, trying to find something exciting. The best game I saw tonight was that uh, Lightning Bruins game that went to a shootout and the Lightning beat them in an extra round of shootout action. Uh, Tampa won in Boston. That was impressive. So I'll give you that. But I just thought, you know, the big games tonight that I was so excited about, I thought were terrible. Uh, Vegas is up on Ottawa right now, 2-1, uh, late in the uh, second. And then uh, the Devils finally won their first game. They beat the Rangers 5-2. Vancouver in a, a shootout stuns the Blues. They were losing in the third, but they came back and and uh, won the game. There was actually, I believe, more games than that. Oh, there are. Here they are. Uh, Buffalo right now is up 3-0 on the Kings in the second period in Lipstick City, and the Coyotes lead the Predators in the desert 3-1 to one with just under a minute left in the second. And then the Canadians beat the Wild 4-0 at the Bell Center in Montreal. Islanders beat the Jets in Ferelepeg 3-1. Barzal had two goals tonight. And the Flames beat the Red Wings 5-1. to one. Jordana with a goal and an assist. So Flames win, Islanders win, Devils win, Canadians win, Lightning win, and then there's three games going on right now. I got to tell you, did you see CC Sofatia walk off the field? He got injured pitching, and the bases were loaded. He did something in his side. He tried to throw another pitch, and it got worse. And he walked off the field for the last time, it would appear to me. It's not the way you want to walk off when it's the last time. No. It definitely is not the way you want to walk off, but he looked 100 years old to me walking off that field. He's done. I mean, he's at the end of the line. He's, he's been pitching for 19 years in the majors. He's he's pitched 3,500 innings. You know, he's he's finished. He probably should, shouldn't have even played this year. Last year, he should have finished it off. Right. But that's heartbreaking. I mean, he goes out there, you want, you know, one more inning, and uh, to not fin- you know, to walk off that way, he looked really that, hurt. That sucks. You know, he's... He was, like, hunched over, and he looked like uh, yeah, an old man. It's not the way that you want to end your career. No. You want to walk off the field. Tip your cap. Exactly. And cheering. You couldn't do that. They were cheering for him, but... Oh, of course they are. He's a Hall of Famer. That was the only cheering that they were doing tonight. I can guarantee you that. I don't have any, uh, to be honest with you, faith in them uh, going into tomorrow night against Verlander. Uh, their bats are dead. They might as well use toothpicks to swing at the uh, plate because they can't hit anything. The broad side of a barn. And the guy that was, uh, you know, Sanchez was slumping just as bad as Encarnacion. He hit a two-run homer. <clears throat> but I cannot believe the guy that can't hit the broad side of a barn finally hits a two-run homer. That's all you need to know. The guy that didn't get a hit for two months. Oh, no, that doesn't matter. I mean, that's what he did. That I mean, he didn't hit when it mattered. Right, I know. It didn't, when it I'm just saying that the only guy that got a hit was a guy that hasn't had a hit in two months. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're so cold right now that their worst player is getting a home run. So they're just, like, finished. 
And it's embarrassing. I mean, I can't even believe it. Like, if, you know, Carver High said it, he'd be at stands already drinking. He would have left the stadium. I can't believe people are still sitting there. I don't have the volume up, but I'd imagine they're booing, right? They got to be livid. Or do they just sit there and bend over because yeah, they know they're there. getting what their ass beat? What are you going to do right now? It's unbelievable to me. It really is how badly they've gotten their ass beat in this series. It is unbelievable. Since that opening game, they looked so good. I don't understand. They went from so good to so bad so quickly. It, it's really kind of um, inexplicable. I mean, this is the only game they got their ass beat. Uh, I mean, they lost the three-two game was tough. An eleven-inning extra inning game. They had a billion guys on base against Cole the other night. They lost four-one. They, you know, they were in that game all the way to the end. Tonight they got their ass beat. They were in it with base runners, but never scored. Right. They had they had guys just like tonight. They had guys on base, and tonight, same thing. I mean, the first five six innings of this game. They had bases loaded, two on, bases loaded, two on. They just, they left a small village out there tonight. Maybe we should have, maybe we should have watched the 30 for 30 Chuck and Tito instead. Oh, was that, was that tonight? Yeah, that was tonight, I guess. So. Well, premiered the other night, I think. I think uh, either two nights ago or last night it was first came out. So whatever. I, I would have rather watched that than this. I mean, it's just been terrible. I can't even, I, I don't even know, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm watching anymore, watching this, watching them. It's so embarrassing. Speaking of terrible, Adam Schefter, obviously we heard about before that Mahomes' knee, they're saying it was dislocated, they're getting an MRI for it. He's saying that he might be out a few weeks if there's no damage, but that's best case scenario, Schefter. That he could be out three to more, three weeks or more. If it's just a dislocation, he could be out three weeks if there's no ligament damage. Right. Obviously, they're not going to talk about it tonight, uh, any results. They're not going to admit to anything uh, tonight. They may already know what's wrong with it, and they're just not going to tell the media, and they're not going to tell the public because he's uh, he's the MVP. He's a superstar, right? And you got to figure that he's had the knee, uh, or now he has the knee. He's had the ankle. So the bottom line is, is that uh, Mr. All-Everything is – uh, spending the, you know, it would appear to me the whole season injured, right? Like he's been limping around for two or three weeks, has he not? And now he's uh, finally uh, the the ankle, uh, you know, I don't know what the hell he's doing running the ball or quarterback sneak or whatever. I don't even know what they're thinking. I would have never let him do that. But he did it anyway and he got injured. Now he's got nothing but problems, an ankle and a knee. Is it the same leg, the ankle and the knee, same leg? Leg's going to fall off. It's unbelievable. So it's a right knee injury. And uh, I know there was a church praying for his ankle. There was a a holy moment today by a church. Everyone was praying for his ankle. Maybe tomorrow they can pray for his knee. You know what I mean? They could have like another service. And then more people would drop some uh, money in the basket. They could have a double, you know, tithing. They're praying for his ankle to heal, so Gus said, all right, I'll let him sit out a couple weeks here. We'll take out his knee. Yeah. His ankle will be good by the time the knee's fixed. So God answered the prayers, and his ankle's going to be rest. fine. So now his knee blows out. It's unbelievable. Do you think the people in uh, Houston are happy tonight? I know they're not uh, listening to me because they're watching their Astros kick the Yankees' ass, so they got to be ecstatic. So... 
I, I just, you know, you're right. The first, you know, that second game was really good, the extra inning game. But, you know, since then, it's, I, I can't believe, to be honest with you, that they came home and, I, well, I, you know, I can believe it if Garrett Cole shuts him down. And he didn't even have great stuff, and he beat him. And then tonight they go out there and 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 they can't beat Granky, and and they're just racking up runs. It is, it, I mean, it is bad. And and you can tell uh, even Boone, he's ready to run in and take a shower and get the hell out of there. He just wants to get out of there because he has. No, what's he going to say about this? There's nothing to say. I, what's the excuse? What are they? It's like you said, uh, Carver High. This uh, the season's a total failure. Bottom line, you win 100 and some games. What, 103? What did, what did they win? Yeah, 103. Uh, no, there's no, there's no, you know, participation trophies here. There's no pats on the back. There's no, oh, you know, you guys, uh, you know, you can build off of this. This team is built to win a World Series. Bottom line, end of story. And it's, it's you know, like two years ago, in 2017, they were a, a younger team. It was Judges and Sanchez, all these guys first go around. And last year they lose to the Red Sox. This year, you know, if they lost like two years ago a seven-game series where they went down to Houston in game seven and it just didn't go their way, right. you know, you can walk away from that and say, you know what, they they went, they went, fought it all the way to the end and they lost a, a tough series to a, a better team in their building. When you get punked, in your own building, like this, uh, you know that's th- this season's a zero. You're gonna lose in five games to them tomorrow night. You're gonna lose all three games at home. That's a zero season for me. That's even if they were to miraculously recover from tonight and win tomorrow, they're not winning this. They're not winning a game. In the Houston. only way they'd even get an ounce of credit for me for this season is if they somehow got it to Sunday, and they're not even gonna do that. They're so. not doing that. They won't. They yeah. won't. They won't. I don't think they'll get past tomorrow. But if they do, if they do, they're not getting up to, and going to Sunday service in Houston. Believe me, you, they're not. They're not playing in a seven gamer. There's no way. There's no way that's happening. Not the way they're playing. That's a done deal. I can guarantee you that. So, and uh, I'm, you know, if I'm them, I'm scared to death about tomorrow night because you know who's going to bring it is Verlander. He's going to be throwing just BBs at him. It's crazy. So. Uh, Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph is ready to return. Uh, they got a bye, so that helps him. He was knocked unconscious on a field against the Ravens. He's free to play again now. They got a bye, so he'll uh, return to the starting lineup when the Steelers return to the bye and play the Dolphins on Monday night, October 28th. I'll be in here for that one. Looking forward to that. That week, aren't you out of here after that? Are you the whole week that week? Um, as of now, just Thursday and Friday. Oh, yeah. Because I'm doing, uh, I think, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm off. Okay. I'm off that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 34, she's going to, uh, she's going out of town with a bunch of her friends to sleep with men in other cities. And then I'm going to, uh, watch the, uh, punks, the young gun and the chopper. I'm going to be in charge of uh, those faculties. And I'm going to be like a bus driver. I'm going to be driving them all over the place like 34C does. I do nothing, generally speaking, to help anyone ever. But I'm going to try my best. And uh, I'm really good when uh, she's out of town. What I do is to uh, feed them. 
I uh, order out every meal. I also, uh, <laughs> I'll go through drive-thru. I'm willing. I'm willing to drive down to Wendy's, and I'm willing to order in anything they want every single day that uh, she's gone. So, Junk Food City, it's time to party with Uncle Food Trolley. The kids love me. No rules. No laws, no limits, no love loss. Plenty of trash talking line, driving and crying, slipping his line. Hot oh, double oh, the Yankees are done, but the bridge still freezes for Shagadoo. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 